Welcome to the Story Apothecary, a podcast filled with medicinal and healing stories. My name is Nana Tomova, and I'm a storyteller and a pharmacist, and stories and medicines which I dispense. In this podcast, you will find my prescriptions of stories for the body, mind, heart, and soul. So I invite you to join me as we enter the healing world of stories together. Hello and a very warm welcome into the Story Apothecary for the first episode of 2021. I hope you all had a great Christmas if you celebrate and I wish you all a very, very happy new year. May it bring you joy and happiness. May the simple things be pleasures and treasures. And may you always walk with your heart filled on the paths towards what you desire. And above everything, I wish you much, much health. Um, I'm recording this on a very gray Tuesday afternoon. I've just come back from a story walk with one other person uh, and it was really lovely. And it was a, a balm for the soul. It was wonderful. I'm so warmed and touched by how inspirational people find these walks and how needed they are and may they continue. As I'm recording this, many people around the world, certainly the country where I live in, the UK, have gone into the beginning of of another journey. Many things have been closed with many restrictions imposed which are all needed and yet what we know is needed can sometimes be very difficult to to walk through. Um, sadly my uh, group story walks I've had to cancel or postpone um, but I'm hoping that people will stick with me until springtime comes. For after winter, there is always spring. I also thank to my Patreons who have stuck with me um, and who help me by supporting me financially. And uh, I am really grateful for their support, especially at this time. And this story was chosen by them. Well, it's a fitting story, really. It's a Bulgarian story. Many of you know I'm a Bulgarian by birth. 
and I've lived in the UK for over two decades. But Bulgaria has some fantastic stories going back thousands and thousands of years, uh, Slavic stories and, and traditions back to Thracian times. And one of the mythic characters and folklore characters is the plague. Grandmother plague, Babuchuma. And I will be telling you a story of Babuchuma today. It's the first Bulgarian story that I'll be telling on here. They are very close to my heart and I usually save them for... Um, for live performances, such as the one I did for the um, the winter solstice on the 21st of December. Thank you so much to the hundred or so people that came and joined me online and watched me tell stories, Slavic stories, for the winter solstice. It was really magical. I'm hoping to tell some more stories in the spring. So, um, if you're interested then you can uh, sign up to my newsletter from my website and um, I'll keep you updated in that way. So, let me tell you the story about Grandmother Plague, Baba Chuma. Once upon a time, in a far away kingdom, in a time that could as well be now, there was a king. And this king was happy. He ruled his kingdom well. People were content. It was in a poor land. He was a just king, a kind king. One day he was returning from a hunt in the forest and as he was a kind king he saw on the crossroads an old woman. How old she was he couldn't quite tell but she was hardly, she was hardly standing up. She had a hunched back. She, although, she was almost just skin and bones. Dressed in black, in black rags, long, long hair, ruffled, dishevelled, 
her eyes, he swore, they were almost otherworldly, red, tired. And she had a bag full of wool, he thought, other things. And he asked her, he spoke to her, he said, Babble, grandmother, where are you going? And she said, oh, oh son, I want to go to that kingdom way over there. But I have no strength left. He pitied her, he felt sorry for her, so he helped her on his carriage and they went. The road a long time in silence. And then after he had taken her to the kingdom through the fortress walls, he stopped his horse, took her hand and helped her down, helped her come off that carriage. She stood before him and she said, King, I am the plague. King, the king pulled his hair. What? He had brought the plague on his own horse, in his own lands, in his own kingdom. He himself, he had brought the plague. He looked at her in disbelief, his face white, all blood drained. He looked at her in fright. He had brought the plague, death, to his own kingdom. Listen to me, she said. You helped me. You helped me, you carried me when I had no more strength. Out of gratitude, I promise. To kill only a thousand people. There is nothing the king would do. It is the plague after all. The plague, she carries a book with her. And in that book are written the names of every single person. Man, woman, child whose life she will take. And the names of those people are the ones that she takes from this world into the next. She carries a scythe, and with the scythe she takes the life, just like wheat on a field, from this life onto the next. And so people, people drop, People died. People were afraid and so they did everything they could possibly do. A time before treatment. A time before we knew the cures for the plague. The black plague. They called her. For she was dressed in black. And she would leave. She would leave black headscarves wherever she went. Women in mourning. Men in mourning, blackness fell over the village, over the towns, over that kingdom. 
from the plague, although, although she is known as an old, old woman, she can shapeshift from beautiful maiden to a bear, to a hare, to a mouse, to a wolf. And so in different forms she would go from house to house, find out where people lived, ask for people's names, cross them off for her list, make sure she missed no one. No one could live if their names were on the list. And it was well known, the beloveds, the newlyweds just married, or they feared. She has no compassion for young love, one of them she would leave as a widower. But some said, some said the plague, she's a mother too. She has compassion in her heart, her child. Her child is wrapped in wool. And so she carries her child in that bag of wool. And so people did what they could. What they could at the time they baked. The baked round round breads Pogachi and in those breads they would put in a bag with salt and honey and people would take them to faraway lands and leave them with oxen with horses a woman would make them and a man would ride those oxen to faraway lands and leave them there and the plague would follow and it was said when people did that, it was said that, oh, how heavy the carriage was. The oxen could hardly move on the way there because the plague weighed so much. But on the way back, the carriage was lighter. People did what they could. They left wool in front of the doors. They left tubs of warm water and soap and a comb and a towel of the plague could wash and bathe her own child and then compassion would come into her heart and although the plague was she Chuma Baba Chuma but they did not call her plague they did not call her by her true name they called her auntie for the true name would be too much it would be like calling her and so they called her auntie or grandmother. And although grandmother, she was cruel and she missed no one from her list, people knew that kindness and gestures, they would not go unnoticed and so they would be kind to her and to each other so that she may go quicker from this village to the next and go on her way past and past and past. And so people started, they started a fever, chills and tiredness and weakness and those painful swollen nodes black spots in their bodies more and more people more and more people be turned with a plague and drop 10 
twenty, fifty, a hundred, five hundred, a thousand. She went from house to house, from place to place, one thousand. Not one thousand, but two thousand. Not two thousand, but three thousand. Not three thousand, but four thousand, five thousand. When the number had reached ten thousand of people ruined, dead by the plague, the king, enraged, went to look for her. He found her in a poor house and shouted, "You, you, grandmother, you deceived me." You deceived me. You broke your promise. You promised only to kill a thousand people. Look at my people. Look at my kingdom. Look at my lands. You have outstayed your welcome. You have broken your promise. She looked at him straight in the eyes and she said, "King, I kept my promise. I only killed one thousand people. The rest of them, they died of fear." And when the plague left the village, people celebrated the day. And to this day in Bulgaria, there is the day of the plague, the tenth of February, Chuminden, when the plague and the vanquishing of the plague is celebrated. And people to this day, they make pitki, they make round bread with honey, for she likes. Sweetness, and they leave them, and they share them, so that they may give her a gift. If for kindness, may she not come, or if she comes, may she be kind. May she be merciful. May she be compassionate. And so that's the story of the plague. It's a story for courage, for coming together, being courageous, and not giving up. As they say, the darkest hour is just before the dawn. And although we may be going into the darkest hour, but I know the dawn is near. And so may we not live in fear, but may we live in hope. For hope is the medicine for most illnesses. And so, in the times that we live, where a plague is among us, may we make small gifts of offerings. May we live with hope in our hearts. May we live with kindness. On our fingertips, 
with gentleness on our lips. And may we live not in fear, but knowing that the dawn is ahead and the spring will come soon. For after winter, there is always spring. Thank you for joining me in the Story Apothecary for healing and medicinal stories. I hope we'll meet again. Until next time.